Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. family check out the pro shop the platform stores where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform unisex tees for men and women hoodies and sweatshirts tank tops kids and baby items long sleeve tees mugs pillows wall art bath bedding face masks phone cases stickers bags fanny packs socks hats and many other items please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop and who that took second time for the WPMOY for the, the Saints, uh, that's huge. Um, that's a blessing. That's a nod of, uh, you know, acknowledgement of the work that I'm doing in the community. Uh, and to me, that's, you know, when I first heard it, initially I was like, it's not going to stop me from doing my work, but if anything, it's going to add on to it. Because, I mean, this this gives like an extra light onto um sort of the social justice reform that that Crescent City Corps has is been added on to uh with the you know their their training of the NOPD officers that have been a part of their now two cohorts um and looking forward to the future for for that uh it's a it's a nod to the uh, relief work we did earlier this year uh for for Hurricane Harvey um teaming up with United uh United Way it's always going to be an ability to uh, sort of put a spotlight on one of my favorite inner city uh, youth programs, YEP, which is the Youth Empowerment Program. Um, so, you know, if you would have asked me this for my first uh, first nomination, I was like, I don't want the cameras around. Um, now that I'm older, now that I'm a little bit wiser, I understand that even though I don't want the cameras around, this helps put a highlight on some of the uh, great programs that I've been able to be a part of. Um, with my foundation, God is Love, it's just been... Uh, a blessing to even be able to be a part of community the way I have been uh, th- these last, I'd say, 11 years, but the last you know year, whatever it takes in consideration to be a part of uh, WPMOI. Um, I think that you know this prestigious you know Walter Payton Man of the Year award uh, can go a long way with highlighting individuals and, and their work that they're doing, as well as beyond the individuals, the work that th- be- is being done. And I still think that there's so many other teammates that are still qualified. I mean. Every time I look across the locker room and I see guys like Teron Armstead and Alva Kamara and um, D- uh, Double D, or Demario Davis and Malcolm Jenkins and the work that they do within their communities, that's re-inspiring. So it always just it's a challenge to, to do more. Like it's a great uh, it's a great uh, nod acknowledgement, but there's still so much more work that I can do and, and hopefully will be will be doing uh, in the future. Um, the second part um, you're gonna have to remind me because now I just went off on a whole whole rant. <laughs> the, the hundred sacks was, you know, was it a relief to get there? You can't talk about philanthropic efforts and then just talk about an individual stat. I mean, um, but I mean, the hundred sacks is a phenomenal, a phenomenal achievement. Uh, you know, had I not just had 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 been told I was a run stopper my rookie year and only had one sack my rookie year, maybe I would have got here faster. But um, we're here now, 
You know, in my wildest dreams, I don't think I I thought about getting 100 sacks when I first entered the league. You know, I probably had a third or maybe half as a goal. It was, you know, if I could I could carve myself out a solid a solid career of, you know, 7 to 10 years, 40 to 50 sacks, a couple pro bowls, I think that would have been a phenomenal feat for me cuz then I just wouldn't, you know, I would have I wouldn't have had to consider myself a failure next to my dad. Um <laughs> uh, but when it comes down to it, you know, to, to be a part of the Saints organization alone for this last 11 years has been a blessing to, you know, see the teammates I've, I've had from Jimmy Graham to Drew Brees to Akeem Hicks. Uh, you know, there's been so many phenomenal people that I've met from, you know, Sheldon Rankins, uh, Marcus Davenport, David Onyemata. Uh, you talk about John Vilma, uh, A.J. Klein, you know, James, James Laurinaitis, Manti Teo. Uh, and that's just def- that's just mostly defense. I mean, you talk about you know Robert Meacham, Marcus Colston, uh, you know Chris Ivory, the the Mark Ingram, uh, Saints lead rusher Mark Ingram. Um, everything that the Saints have meant to me, it goes beyond just sacks. You know, it just goes it, it goes to the teammates I've had, to the locker rooms I've been a part of, to who. Uh, I am now to who I aspire to be. A hundred sacks is is a phenomenal milestone, personally. But beyond that, it's it's that I've done to the same club. It's that I've had the interpersonal connections with the teammates that I've had that have have really made, brought true meaning to a uh, hundred sacks. There's just so much more that you don't see in the uh, personal accolade. That's Cam Jordan, fam. Much love to y'all. Thank y'all for joining me for this installment of TSC Radio. Uh, and of course, this is a celebration, man. As Cam Jordan named the Defensive Player of the Week after this performance uh, against the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers, in which Cam handled the business, man. He put uh, the Saints defense on Front Street, put Tom Brady on Crybaby Street. As Cam Jordan named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Welcome to this installment of TSC Radio. And like I've been saying for some time now, Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. So in this installment of the show, about an hour of Saints talk, we're coming right at you. Please feel free to hit the like button. Please feel free to share the show's links on your social media feed and subscribe to TSC Radio, man. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being this installment of TSC Radio. We started to broadcast off with Killer Cam Jordan, the defensive end for the Saints named Player of the Week, among other things uh, in this thing. So uh, Cam, defensive player of the week, had two sacks, forced fumble, and the shutout against the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers. And, and Cam put it down, you heard his... Um, his uh, spiel today, uh, very mature, very intelligent, and doing a lot for the community. Also, on the top of that, four Saints players were selected to the 2022 Pro Bowl, and that's also Cam Jordan as well. So on top of the Defensive Player of the Week honor that he received, he was one mention among several other Saints players who who was named to the 2022 NFL Pro Bowl. Let's go over that. Uh, at least four New Orleans Saints players have been picked for the 2022 Pro Bowl with with the All-Star Games initial roster revealed Wednesday night. And they have all been here before. More of the teammates could join them as various honorees back out of the game due to injuries or personal choice. But here is what you need to know. Killer Cam Jordan, his seventh Pro Bowl, the most selections for a defensive player in Saints history. So once again, Killer Cam gets denied for the Pro Bowl on top of the nod for the defensive player of the week honor. So Cam is having a good week. Second guy, Elvin Kamara, the all-star, all-special, all-NFL running back. And Kamara is in his, the first player in Saints history to make the Pro Bowl in each of his first five NFL seasons. Another special player, an AK-41, baby. Safety and defensive back JT Gray was named to the Pro Bowl. How about that, JT Gray getting a little shine on 2018 undrafted free agent out of hell state and he's a pro bowler special teams pro bowler this year for jt gray and of course who else but the laddie daddy marshawn Lattimore, named his fourth pro bowl the most by any defensive back in saints history so some of these guys stepping up laddie daddy got the big bucks 
And what does he do? Give you another Pro Bowl and a solid year of play from the young defensive back. And I remember hearing a lot of the people criticizing Lattimore, saying that he wasn't as good as what he is. But a lot of those dudes don't know what the hell they're talking about, do they? <laughs> Cam, Cam and the rest of the fam, Kelvin, uh, uh, Cam, Kamara, JT Gray, and Marshawn Lattimore, all named initially as a Pro Bowl 2022 going down. So that's congratulations to our black and gold guys getting a little respect. All right, let's move on to some more news here. New Orleans Saints placed tight end Adam Troutman on the C-19 list. Troutman joins tight end Jawan Johnson on the list. So both the Saints tight ends and only one that's clear right now is Nick Vanette. And that was mentioned today. New Orleans Saints placed tight end Adam Troutman on the C-19 reserve list Wednesday. Uh, and the Saints placed tight end Jawan Johnson on that list Tuesday. Troutman in his second season out of Dayton has 26 catches for 245 yards one touchdown in 11 games this season for the Saints, who are 7-7. The Saints also made the following roster moves. They signed defensive tackle Braxton Hoyt to the practice squad and terminated the contract of practice squad linebacker Chase Hansen. So with that being said, as you can see, the Saints did try out several players earlier in the week. Um, actually, yesterday they tried out four people and they settled for the defensive back. They had they tried out two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, and then settled on Hoyt, who will more than likely come in and help them in the practice squad area. And the Saints really needed some help. Now we're dealing with some injuries. C-19 starting to creep up, and they're just doing their due diligence to keep everything moving along. So not a lot, not good news as we're seeing another list of the C-19 stuff starting to pick up, heading into the... Uh, season and we continue to fight injuries among other things so intriguing all at the same time now let's uh, before we carry on with the rest of the news notes and items big ups to the fam thank y'all for joining me on tsc radio today or tonight rather uh we played cam to start the broadcast off talking about the defensive player of the week honor he received and of course he was named to another pro bowl let's hear from the quarterback of the team Taysom hill who was at the presser, who had a presser today for Wednesday. Let's hear about Taysom Hill, his injuries, and other things. Here's Taysom on uh, moving forward as the quarterback. Um, before we get into on-the-field stuff, I, I just wanted to ask, uh, it just in your time here, as you've gotten to know Cam a little bit and seen some of the things he's he's done off the field, um, what kind of jumps out to you about, about him and the work he's done in the community and just you know, getting this uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination? Yeah, well, I uh, I don't think that there's anyone more deserving um, on our team. And uh, I think when you come in the NFL as a, as a young player, you kind of you find vets to look up to and see how they manage, you know, the stress of football and, you know, managing your time with family and off-the-field stuff. And Cam's been one of those guys that just seems to do it all. Um and so I, I would say all of those qualities are, are things that you try to emulate as a, as a young player, find ways to give back. And he's, he's found uh, the right way to manage his time to make sure he's giving back to the community. And um, I, I, appreci- I really appreciate his example of, of doing that and uh, showing people in the locker room how to do that. Mike Triplett? Hey, Jason, I know we uh, we talked to you a lot this summer about completing passes to Alvin Kamara and running backs in general. Um, seems like you guys had a really good rhythm going two weeks ago, and then maybe we're a hair off uh, this last week. How how much more difficult is that than maybe uh, people appreciate, and, and how close do you guys think you are to being on the, the same page in the passing game, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to overthink uh... – having a couple of incompletions uh, to Alvin and, you know, overcomplicate, you know, what that is, uh, you know, his, not most of the time, I'm, some of his route trees are, are option routes. So he has the ability to break in, break out, sit, you know, there's so much variability to these routes. And so as a, as a quarterback, you're kind of reliant upon him, doing the right thing. I think that there's a, a timing element that uh, is hard to mimic in practice. Um, 
And you know, I'm I'm not making excuses. We we need sound to, like you're making excuses, Tasty. Um, you know, that's that. But I'm I'm not overcomplicating um, the matter. Uh, Maybe and, you should, man. You know, I think we'll, we'll get it fixed. And um, you know, but that that's really you know where from a timing and uh, all of that. That's that's how all those things factor into play. Taysom, you really need to overcomplicate it, dude. He break in, break out, but they don't have nothing to do with you. Put you got to put the ball on the man, bro. Come on now. Extra reps, uh, full extra game with that. Um, How have you kind of managed getting it to where it is that more um, so you feel like you can throw? I guess. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Be better with having to deal with that. Um, more accurate. Since she's trying to, she's just beating around the bush. Yeah. More accurately, uh, Taysom. So, so no, no real update. Um, the finger will be what it is from here on out. It'll be in a splint for eight weeks from when the injury happened. So, th- this is this is just how it will be from when it happened till the season's over. Uh, so, so no change there. Which means it, that that it will be what it is. Hopefully, yeah, Jason, get a little bit better in terms of his season, accuracy. Um, during the five-game losing streak, you talked about how that was kind of a new experience um, for you in the NFL, and I'm sure you can imagine with the Dolphins going through a seven-game losing streak and being one and seven at one point in the season. Does does what these two teams have had to go through to get to this point, where you have a meaningful late December game on a Monday night? Um, make this game particularly compelling, um, you know, just as a, as a professional and, and having gone through a new thing and seeing how, you know, what it kind of takes to get here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's, uh, I, I think that that's, uh, very fair. I think for a team to, you know, lose seven in a row or we lost five in a row and to find the courage and the leadership to, to come back and continue to prepare, um, and put your best foot forward to win football games. Um, that shows a lot about the team, a lot about the character inside the building from, you know, management to coaches to, you know, players, all of that. Um, and so I, I think, yeah, I think it, it's a really compelling uh, matchup. And um, I, I've got a lot of respect for them as a, as a team and a program and, you know, the staff there. And um, I'm looking forward to the game. Got to do better, man, and that, that's the key point. Uh, Taysom saying he's not going to overcomplicate things. I mean, it's not overcomplicated when you have to accurately put the ball on the wide receivers. He used some int- some interesting verbiage right there, and as you can see, Taysom Hill has been asked, asked about his finger, and he's been asked about his accuracy in the matchup. And, of course, I didn't like his responses. He wasn't, uh, you know, sometimes his routes are dip, you know, it's, 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 it varies. Sometimes he has options where he can break in, break out. 
So, I mean, it's like, okay, when he broke in, you seen he was breaking in. Why didn't you put the ball in his hands as opposed to outside of his range where it was a difficult throw? Or uh, several different passes to Callaway or Traquan Smith where the ball was thrown near their feet. What part of the route where they were supposed to break in? They were supposed to break under the, under the soil to make the pass, to catch the pass? You know, are they supposed to dig a grave and jump in it to catch your ball? I mean, it's just, no. And when we knew about the finger issue, that the finger's not going to improve. He's basically, it's going to get some industrial strength painkiller, and he's going to have to work that thing out. And if it becomes really a problem accuracy-wise, you might have to come up with some other options there uh, with Taysom Hill. But uh, I didn't like his responses too much in that particular side of the universe where I played it. You got to take responsibility for badly throwing balls. It ain't my damn fault. <laughs> I ain't throw to some guns. But anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Cam, man, because this, this show is named after Cam, and it's a big uh, accomplishment what he's doing. And uh, people have to recognize Cam's contribution since he's been with the black and gold. Uh, with his sacks, the two sacks that he had in the matchup, his second sack, he surpassed the century mark for his career with 100.5 sacks joining black and gold linebacker Ricky Jackson as the only players to have 100 plus sacks with the Saints. They are the third pair of players to top 100 sacks with the same team, joining a couple of legendary duos such as Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis from the Colts, as well as Lawrence Taylor and Michael Strahan from the Giants. That's pretty damn good company to be in Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis. They were special when they played. Lawrence Taylor is by far one of the best and Strahan has some good years as well. Jordan is now tied for 34th all time in the NFL record books for sacks with William Fuller, Charles Haley and Cameron Wake. That's pretty good. After dropping Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady three times in a series sweep in 2021, he has sacked Brady four times, putting him as tied for the fourth most sacked quarterback on Jordan list. The performance was the 23rd multi-sack game of Cam's 11-year career. It's the third NFC division, I mean, the, the third NFC defensive player of the week selection in Jordan's career and the first since 2019 for the six-time Pro Bowler and three-time Associated Press All-Pro selection who went 173 games with 172 starts as posted 650 career totals, tackles, 400 of eight or solo, the 100.5 career sack, two interceptions, 56 pass defense, 13 forced fumbles, 10 fumble recoveries. And then in 13 games in 21, Jordan leads the defensive line with 42 tackles, 27 solo, his second on the club with six sacks and has added four passes defense and a club best two forced fumbles. In addition to his football production in 21, Jordan is also the club's nominee for the NFL's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for the second time in his 11th career. So may the accolades flow aplenty for Cam Jordan, whom a lot of black and gold family members were saying, Hey Q, we need to trade Cam Jordan because Cam Jordan ain't doing squat. Well, guess what? Guess what? Cam Jordan representing. I hope people take notice of what Cam's doing. I mean, you know, missing that jet game, coming back and look what he's doing. Defensive player of the week named to the Pro Bowl for the seventh time. I want to say a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. So for those who were saying we got to trade Cam because Cam ain't hitting on nothing. Shame on you. Shame on you for trying to get rid of Cam. And I still really don't understand the logic why you would get rid of your best defensive end. Who are you going to put in there? There's nobody more stable than Cam Jordan on the defensive line. The rest of those guys don't even come close to his availability. He missed his first game last week, due to, not uh, the previous week, the Giant, the Jets matchup with C-19. He, was, he didn't have any symptoms, but they're saying, now nah, you can't play. But he missed one game in 170, what, five starts? That's ridiculous. So Cam's his best ability is his availability. And he's stepping up and showing out two sacks in this game. And we still got three games left in the year. Who knows what he can do within that, that stretch of period of time. So shame on the who that nation. Uh, the family members that was talking about get rid of Cam because Cam ain't doing nothing, man. Cut that out. <laughs> I'm telling you, people say the darndest things. 
But anyway, yeah, that was Cam Jordan uh, talking about. We played him early in the show, his accolades, and he is performing very admirably. We just played Taysom Hill talk about uh, his injury, the finger, and how there was no, um, there's not going to be any more updates on it insofar as that the injury has to go its its course, which means it's an eight-week situation, and he won't be healed until more than likely the season is over with, and then he'll be fully healed, and then next year he everything should be fine with that finger. But this year, he's basically going to get some industrial-sized painkiller, and he's going to just work and deal with that thing. And that's just pretty much how it's going to go right now. But the question, I, you know, it, it's got to be affecting his accuracy. That's why the reporters were alluding to kind of working around his injury, the finger. Is the finger getting any better? Whatever have you. Uh, and then talk about the chemistry or the relationship between him and Elvin Kamara on the field, him making passes to Kamara. And then, of course, we've seen toward the back end of the matchup, the Tampa Bay matchup, the, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense did so well in the game. They really kind of punched the Saints offensively, didn't let them do too much, held them without an offensive touchdown. Too bad the, the Saints special teams and defense showed up with an even better performance than what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to do. Saints didn't fortunately turn the ball over or have any crippling plays to help uh, to, to help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in any situation. Saints simply didn't hurt themselves but in terms of the offense in the passing game, the Saints didn't help themselves. They did just enough to stay on course and they didn't score any touchdowns, but they didn't give up the ball. And I guess that was a wash. So, but in the next upcoming game, you come in the, against the Miami Dolphins, the Saints offense is going to have to put up points, whether it's 21 points a contest with this type of defense. If the offense can score 21 points with this defense, the Saints should pretty much win the rest of these games. If they can do that, the issue is we have a new issue in New Orleans, and I guess it's not relatively new. Is the fact that the Saints can't score the ball. They they can't, they, they can't score any touchdowns or having difficulty scoring touchdowns. Or when they do finally get going, it's usually clumped into one quarter, like we've seen several times this season when they put up 20-plus points in the fourth quarter and just have an explosion that they can't seem to duplicate consistently. So it's, it's a, any certain amount of plays that the Saints have, they simply can't find the right situation to put them in. Now, listen, we got most of our really good offensive talent back. What, hap- what has to happen is they're going to have to find an answer to the Taysom Hill dilemma, which is his accuracy woes. Yes, woe, woe is Taysom. His, his accuracy woes. Yeah, woes, because they're not they're not good. They're not good at all, just to be real with you. And they're going to have to find an answer to that. He's going to have to get accurate or, if anything, I don't see him activating Ian Book to come into the game and help as a quarterback. I don't think that occurs. Perhaps the Saints use Trevor Simeon a little bit and mix them together to kind of spark the offense uh, with Taysom there, perhaps. Even though we didn't see that in this last game because I, I think that wasn't a part of the plan to have Trevor Simeon to come in and help uh, move the offense. But if, if Taysom Hill can't figure it out and he's not getting any better, that's if saying moving forward, because everybody's allotted a poor game, maybe two, but the saints have climbed back into uh 500. They got back to respectability and they're in the thick of it in terms of trying to get that last playoff seat, which we'll cover that article as well uh, on the other side of the break. But what's intriguing is the question is, do the Saints answer the riddle? Do they have an answer for the riddle of Taysom Hill, his accuracy, which has been something we've been talking about for the entire season? And last season is his short and intermediate passes, you know, and you've seen him throw a beautiful rainbow pass to Marquez Calloway right over his outstretched hands. That was perfect. But those type of passes from Taysom are far and in between. We've seen another pass when he threw a ball on the rope looked like he just put it right on that. And those are good passes, but too far and few in between. So Taysom has to step up and improve his accuracy. But the question is, you know, what happens there? What happens there? Indeed. Do we, do we give in book? And I, and I hear you, Jim Kev, I see you be kind and Jim Kev in the building, but this is the issue. 
we do coach Peyton and the brass go to Ian book and activate him. No, absolutely not. I know you guys want to see that, but hell no, that's not going, <laughs> it's not going to happen. But in terms of Trevor Simeon at any given time, they might feel like they need to get, go to him for period so he can spark the offense. And of course it gives them an opportunity to utilize Taysom Hill as a weapon. You can use him as a running back, wide receiver, whatever have you, when you move Trevor Simeon in the lineup. And that might be between the short options that we have as a team, the most attractive of options, to be honest with you, not using Trevor Simeon a lot, but, you know, in roles, like he just comes in, we're struggling a little bit, a handful of plays, almost similar, not as much as you've seen with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill was together or with Jameis and Taysom when they were just moving them in and Jay Tain- Jameis would do his thing and then Coach Payton would run Taysom Hill out, out there and just disrupt the timing of everything. No, not like that, but saying in a sm- smaller role to help spark the offense and kind of throw the opposing defense off who might not be prepared to see a Trevor Semi. You get me? So, I mean, these are options that we might see, but in, in terms of looking at a guy like um, Ian Book getting a chance, I, I simply don't see that. I just don't think that happens. That's all they got right now, and that's the options moving forward. So, that's pretty much what it is. Do we <laughs> Taysom Hill? Now, of course, the short answer would be Taysom Hill gets his shit together and start making passes like he's supposed to. And that will help out things but we'll see how it all shakes man but anyway we'll cover some more saints topics news and notes on the other side of the break you're listening to tsc radio on the pro media network we'll be back Go to the SawStoreLLC.com for all your beard needs. Your beard guy, or if you're a lady that has a guy that has a beard, well, guess what? Now you can get his beard on point at www.thesawstorellc.com. Balms, oils, wood picks, all the essentials needed. Optimal beard grooming, they have it at www.thesawstorellc.com. They got it all. Go. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. www.thesawstorellc.com for all your beard needs right now. Tell them Big Q sent you. HomeBistro.com, freshly prepared, home-delivered, restaurant-quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50-plus gourmet meal options cooked by world-class chefs and delivered frozen, ready to eat within minutes and no commitment. Welcome to the one-shop gourmet food delivery, specialized affordable options to eat right and feel great. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Every ingredient is hand-picked to the highest standard. And why you should buy from Home 
homebistro.com. Restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door. Overnight shopping is available. Diabetic, paleo, heart health, and vegetarian options to eat during business since 1999. Courteous, knowledgeable, and professional support. Complete PCI-compliant SSL security ordering and great meals. Choose from some of my favorite dishes. The Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce, the charbroiled chicken romesco, or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables. No matter what you choose, you can't lose with HomeBistro.com. Eat great, feel good, and save some money with HomeBistro.com. Hit the link in the description section below for more information. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Funky, man. I like that. Welcome back to TSC Radio. We're in the building, man. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all for joining us. TSC Radio Wednesday is going down. Cam Jordan, named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. And listen, that's 100.5 sacks for Cam Jordan as a New Orleans Saints defensive player. He's only behind the legendary one, the Hall of Famer, Ricky Jackson, who has 115 sacks. I don't know if Cam will catch him. But listen, second place to Ricky Jackson is not a bad place to be. He's among elite company, to be honest with you, to be up there at that level. And of course, if you look at where he falls at in terms of if you pair uh, the players of each of the top 100 sacks with the same team, joining a couple of legendary duels, you had him and Ricky Jackson together. And then they compare to guys like Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis, Lawrence Taylor and Strahan from the Giants. So these are this is rarefied air for Cam to be in. And like I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, he now tied 34th on the all time NFL record book for sacks with William Fully. Remember him? He was a damn good defensive end. Charles Haley, who was just crazy with the Cowboys, played with the Niners as well. And in Dolphin Cameron Wake who was a sack machine. So 34th all time as Cam continues to climb and do what he do. And besides the sacks, the 100.5 sacks that he was really big on, we know we've been following him. He'd been really talking about these hundred sacks and that's the place he wanted to be in a hundred sack club. He finally eclipsed that record. He also got the NFC defensive player of the week selection. He's also was nominated for NFL Walter Payton of the year. And plus on top of that, if that's not a happy Christmas Give for Cam. On top of that, he was nominated or named for the NFC for the NFC Pro Bowl for 2022. So a lot going on with Killer Cam. Uh, a lot of accolades for Cam Jordan. It's all positive, man. So yes, he doing his damn thing. You absolutely right, Kev. Kev said, "Guess Cam heard us. He moving around now. No more staying clean." That's what we said. And like in in fam, you know, and I just appreciate the the family members, the great Saint Thank Tank, because man, we tell it like it is. We don't try to, you know, we don't spare your feelings or whatnot. We just keep it real. Now we knew damn well that you he had to get that sack. Remember, one of them sacks came. He was lined up in on the interior camp. You know, Cam was you was line, you was lined up on the interior fam when you went and got that. I guess what well, we told you, you won't get them sacks. You won't get them extra four to, uh, 15 sacks that you're going to need to catch Ricky Jackson for all time in the Saints. 
And of course, those 15 sacks to catch the Saints will propel him even higher in the all time sack list. And Cam is like we told you, you got to move around, man. That's how J.J. Watt got a lot of his sacks. So, you know, much love to the family members that that uh, that was keeping it real on that point. But, yeah, big week for Cam, man. It's a happy Christmas for Killer Cam, man, to be honest with you. All right, let's finish up on articles, fam. We talked about prior to the break, the Saints placing tight end Adam Troutman on the C-19 list. He joins Jawan Johnson on that list. So two of our three starting tight ends are have been taken from us. So Jawan was put on there on Tuesday, Troutman on Wednesday. We'll, it's, it's, we'll see where everything shakes right now. Right as we stand, Coach Payton's still on that list. We expect him to come off of that. We'll see. Uh, if he comes off, if anybody else is going on that on the C-19 list, it's just sparking up all kind of stuff here. We covered that uh, as well. And, of course, let's move into some more news right here. And this one's come from NOLA. This is coming from the NOLA.com camp. And Amy on the scoop. Saints win over the Bucks gives them a boost in the playoff race. That's right, a boost in the playoff race. And really, we wasn't talking playoffs. We were saying one game at a time approach one game at a time, because that's the approach that you need to focus on in the microcosm. We need to have one win. And if you keep winning one game at a time, eventually everything take care of itself. So he'll be sitting up here with three games left in the season, two of them at home, one away and be like, oh, yeah, we got this. One issue is the Saints don't play as well as we anticipate them to play at home. They're better on the road than home. If we documented this and talked about this ad nauseum that the New Orleans Saints are a better road team for than a home team. And I don't understand that. I really don't. Most pre, of the prior, the predecessor clubs, but prior to this team, love playing in a dome, you know. And, and of course, as they played in a dome, they, you know, they returned us victories. They gave us victories, uh, you know, to do that thing. But this rendition of the club is not that good in so far as of, uh, of playing at home, you know, and, and that's kind of strange to me, you know, that we, that, that situation is like that. The saints are two and four at home, only two wins. They've lost four games at home. They're two and four at home. The dolphins are two and four away. So something's got to give for the black and gold to handle their business. And of course, on the road, the black and gold is four and three. So you're two and four in the dome and four and three away. Crazy, you know, so I, I would think that the Saints have more of a comfortability playing in the Superdome. But obviously they're not. So perhaps this will change and has to change with two of the three games of being home games. They got one against the Dolphins, of course, on this upcoming Monday night and then the following week. They have a matchup against the Carolina Panthers and then they close out against the Atlanta Falcons in which they have to go to Atlanta to take them on. So it's going to be drama all the way down uh, to the end of this thing. But let's get into this article from NOLA.com talking about the playoffs and where we sit at currently. With the Saints defensively dominating the Bucks, their chances of making the playoffs are significantly better than what they were last week. After last week's win over Tampa, the Saints are 77, have a 45% chance of making the playoffs according to 538. That's a big jump from their 19% shot after they beat the Jets the previous week, but the Saints still currently are not in the playoffs. And here's the NFC playoff seedings after week 15. The Packers in the NFC North are 11 and 3. They sit at the top. Number two, the Cowboys from the NFC East are 10 and 4. The Buccaneers are number three in the NFC South at 10 and four. The Cardinals are fourth in the NFC from the NFC West with uh, 10 and four. The Rams are 10 and four from the same division. The Niners are also from the NFC West. So three NFC West teams, Cardinals, Rams and Niners holding up the four, five and six spots. And then the final spot is the seven and seven Vikings from the NFC North. Now, the teams on the outside looking in are the Eagles, who are 77, who are ahead of the Saints, who won the tiebreaker. That's why we wanted Louis T's Washington Club, who've been playing better as of late, to beat the Eagles. They couldn't do it. They were leading, then they absolutely imploded. And, of course, the Falcons are 6-8 and eight along with the Washingtons. Now, why do the Vikings have the number 7 seed? The Vikings win the three-way tiebreaker over the Eagles and Saints based on the NFC record. But if you do, but let's do a quick rundown of the tiebreaker procedures. First step, all teams must be from different divisions. Since the Vikings are in the north, the Eagles are in the east, and the Saints are in the south, on to step two. Second step, 
Head-to-head sweep, the Saints and Vikings haven't played this season, so on to step three, just because the Eagles beat the Saints earlier this season, that doesn't have any effect on this tiebreaker situation. That tiebreaker will come into play only if the Eagles and the Saints had a two-way tie. Third step, the NFC record. Both the Vikings and Eagles are 5-4 and four in NFC, while the Saints are 5-5. Five and five. That removes the Saints from the three-way tiebreaker and puts them at the number nine for the time being. Now that the Saints are removed after this tiebreaker to break the tie between the Vikings and Eagles, the process reverts to the step one of the two team tiebreaker rules, which is head to head. The two teams haven't played this season, so the step is winning percentage in conference games as established uh, in the article. So then it moves to common games Now the Vikings and Eagles have both played the Cowboys, the Panthers, the Lions, the Chargers with the Minnesota going three and two in those games and the Eagles going two and two in those games, which gives Minnesota the edge. And the number seven seed. So that's a lot to break down, but true and all in its essence. Now, what needs to happen for the Saints? As always, winning cures most. The Saints have three games left on the schedule Monday night against the Dolphins, who are seven and seven, at home against the Panthers, five at nine, and are on the road against the Falcons, who are six and eight. Now, if the Saints run the table, that puts them at 10 and seven and gives them a near lock at the playoffs without considering any other results. Now, per 538, if the Saints went out, that gives them a 96% chance at making the playoffs. If they lose to the Dolphins but win the other two games, you get a 67, a 64% chance of making in that thing. Now, the Vikings host the Rams, who are 10-4 and four in Week 16, while the Eagles host the Giants, who are 4-10. and 10. If either of those teams prevail, the Saints will remain on outside looking in as the Saints doesn't hold a two-team tiebreaker over either Minnesota and most certainly against Philadelphia, who they lost to. Now, if the Saints win, the Eagles win, but the Vikings lose, the Eagles get the number seven seed over the Saints based on the head-to-head. If the Saints win, the Eagles lose, and the Vikings win, the Vikings get the number seven seed over the Saints based on the NFC record. If the Saints win, the Eagles lose, and the Vikings lose, the Saints will be the only team in the NFC at eight and seven, giving them that seed. Another added bonus is that if the Vikings lose to the Rams, their NFC record will be the same as New Orleans, which could come into play for other tiebreakers. For example, if the Saints lose to the Dolphins and the Vikings and the Eagles also lose this week and the Saints win the three-way tie among them at seven and eight for the number seven seed. So a lot of factors involved in the situation. So what needs to be happening besides need to get into all of the mumble jumble of tiebreakers and such and such and all this kind of stuff is that the Saints just have to keep on winning. Now here's a list of teams that play for the third wildcard spots and who played this week. Now the Rams and Vikings, we need the Rams to beat the Vikings to hurt them chance to kind of pull them down. This game could have a new, a huge implication on the pecking order of the wildcard spots. Saints family members want the Rams to win this one because it'll break the tie. So you beat, uh, we want the Rams to beat the Vikings in Minnesota. That'll help the Saints move up in the playoff picture. The Niners and the Titans game, the 49ers won back-to-back games leading to the FC championship matchup with the Titans while Tennessee's coming off a loss to the Steelers. So, of course, you see the Niners are 8-6, and six, so, of course, you want the Titans to beat the Niners. The Eagles, you want them to lose every step of the way. They got the Giants. Now, the Eagles won back-to-back games as they remain in the hunt for the playoffs, while the Giants have lost four of their last five and no longer have their starting quarterback available for the rest of the year. So, the Eagles might catch a win there. And, of course, the Saints have to take care of business against the Dolphins. They have rattled off. Dolphins have rattled off six straight wins and are on the bubble for the AFC and making the playoffs. This feels like a must win for both teams who are vying for postseason. So, yeah, this is a a, a very good uh, interconference matchup between both these clubs. The Saints, who are 7-7, seven and seven, coming off a two-game winning streak. And, of course, you have a six-game winning streak by the Dolphins who fought their way up. Uh, back up into this thing. So, yeah, they come on the road here against the Saints. And really, truly, uh, the question is should be for the Saints is can we score enough points to win this game? And that's what it's pretty much going to come down to. Black and gold needs to make it happen. But the reality is the, to to get away from all the mumble jumble, the black and gold simply must win out. That's what it comes down to without getting help. From all these other squads, if the Saints went out, they got three games left. Take care of business one step at a time. The Dolphins are up next. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, 
consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Then followed by the Panthers, who are not very good, but still have to take care of business. And of course, the Atlanta Falcons, who are struggling as well. So we and of course, we know you can you can throw the records out when you play your divisional uh, foes. But at the same time, the Saints have to score points. And offensively speaking, if we can average 21 points a game, and I know that's a lot to heap on the offense. That's why I was like, OK, the maybe to fix it right now is to kind of mix Trevor Simeon and Taysom uh, together in the offense. I know it's not the prettiest uh, situation we have, but it's the only real situation. They're not going to go into free agency and sign a quarterback and say, OK, you the quarterback. This late in the season, it's not going to happen. They're not going to all of a set, sec, you know, all of a second say, you know what? Let's give Ian Book the job and let him carry the team and we'll mix him with Taysom. Hell no. So, I mean, like I said, their only viable options to fix the quarterback spot is one uh, is really only two things. One is Taysom Hill has to get better and act with his damn accuracy and put the ball on the wide receivers and not in the ground in front of them. And number two, throw it, you know, and, and put it on them where they can catch the ball. He has to be better as a passer. Or number two, simply, you're going to have to go to a dual quarterback road with Trevor Simeon mixed with uh, Taysom Hill. And really, if the Saints can, and really the, 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 the goal should be the Saints average 21 points a game as an offense. The defense and the special teams keep playing like they are, and that's good enough for the Saints to win. The Saints defense, if the Saints score 21 points a game and the defense is playing like that and they can maintain that intensity, we this this will be uh this should be sufficient enough for the Saints to carry the day, to be honest with you, fam. You know, that that should be good enough. That defense is 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 fierce. So, you know, that's something just to think about. All right, and speaking of the game coming up with the Miami Dolphins, the Saints call for the family members to black out the Superdome in week 16 against the Dolphins. Now, I hope this worked. The Saints, they called in for a blackout at the Dome. Saints players and family members wear all black to the Dome on Monday night. They want a blackout. They want a blackout. But let me tell you something, Saints. You want to black out. This team is two and four in the building. The Saints have shown up. The family members have shown up to the dome in mass quantities all damn season long. And the best that the the black and gold have given the family base is a two and four record at home. That has to stop for the last two games of the season. That must that definitely has to stop. They have to turn that around as fast as they possibly can. Two and four in your home is not a good place to be. Uh, if you're the black and gold, but let's get into it. Uh, if you made plans to attend Monday night's uh, Saints game with the Dolphins, the team announced Tuesday that they want a blackout in week 16 with players wearing black jerseys and black pants matching black flags will be distributed to the first 50,000 family members to enter the Caesar Superdome too. as a part of a larger effort to energize the family base and bring back the vaunted home field advantage. New Orleans enjoys in season pass. The Saints have only won a single game in New Orleans this season in Week 8's big victory over Tampa. They're otherwise 0-4 at the Superdome in 2021, not including their normal win over the Packers in Week 1 that was relocated to Jacksonville uh, due to Hurricane Ida. So that's a great point. I forgot all about that point. And really, as you can see, that this article brings it into light. The only win happening against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and otherwise they're 0-4 in the Superdome. And remember when they took care of business against, against uh, Green Bay that was in Jacksonville. So, yes, the Saints have to. Yeah. And in and, and, and the blackout, maybe they're trying to tap into ghost of season pass to kind of tap into some of that energy. So that's not a bad idea to go into the blackout to try to rekindle some of that pass stuff going on so we'll see if it works but most certainly the saints need they're going to need to <laughs> jolt something kind of re kind of reanimate uh revigor rejuvenate some of the ghosts of season past in terms of drawing all of that energy from the dome the dome slam pack in the days and the games when we dare like the matchup against the giants that was most uh terrible the saints were up by double digits and imploded in from the, the the, the the family base 
and and it's not a good a good look. So, yeah, I, I can appreciate what they're trying to do in terms of uh, getting the blackout going. We're going to need these wins. No doubt about it. So the Miami Dolphins is going to be an intriguing team and we got to make sure we handle business. So I don't know a blackout, you know, which would you guys let me know how you feel about the blackout black and gold will be decked down in black pants, black jerseys. They always look pretty good in those, in those, in that gear. And of course the dome going to be in the blackout. So hopefully, hopefully it'll be enough to kind of get them back to where they're supposed to be in terms of playing against uh playing in that, uh, in the dome and get some winning going, man. Seriously, man, I'm tired of seeing the Saints lose in the Superdome. And so many of the family base out there is, is representing and screaming their bloody uh, voices out. And the Saints just go up there mediocre and, and, and just just give up games. So let's let's have that trend uh, turn around. All right. Uh, B. Kahn says uh, and Jim Kev, they like the black. So, I mean, we'll see what, if that'll have an impact. Hopefully it will, because, listen, we need these games. We, it starts the last three games of the season start with the Monday night matchup. And it's going to be a good one against the Miami Dolphins and the Saints. Can the Saints get 21 points out of their offense is the big question. The defense will show up. The special teams have been very stable as of late. But can the offense score 21 points a contest? If they can do that with the defense and what we have, we should be able to be able to beat the rest of these teams on our slate. But even if you have to mix Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, in the in the passing package to make it work, then I would do whatever it takes. And in, insofar as doing that, they're not going to put book in there. They're not going to sign a quarterback off the street. It's just too late in the game to do any of those things. So we anticipate that going on. So anyway, that's what I had to cover up on today's TSC radio. As we do a recap, as the show's call uh, Cam Jordan name NFC defensive player of the week. Uh, after his two sack force fumble performance, five tackle performance in the shutout of the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers, Cam and them get a little payback for what they did to Jameis. And they smack the Tampa Bay Suckaneers down. And of course, Cam climbs on the all time sack mark for the black and gold. He's now second on that list behind Ricky Jackson, who has 115. And he, <laughs> he has a way to go. A couple of seasons, perhaps, if he can get a double-digit season, uh, depending on where he is at the end of this season with three games left. And next year, uh, we'll see how it all shapes. That's a tall order, but that just goes to show you how really good Ricky Jackson was, too, after all those years. And he's also in a very elite club, 100 uh, sack guys, uh, Dwight Freeney, Mathis, Lawrence Taylor, and all these kind of guys, really good one. He's 34th on the all-time record book with William Fuller, Charles Haley, and Cameron. The way he's tied with those guys. And he was named Defensive Player of the Week. He was also nominated for the Walter Payton. And he was also named and selected for the Pro Bowl this year. So, like I said, Cam probably had the best week uh, of his career in a very long time. So, also to recap, Cam was named to his seventh Pro Bowl that was put out there. AK-41 Elvin Kamara was named to his fifth Pro Bowl. And he's made the Pro Bowl in each of his first five seasons. And no saint have ever done that. JT Gray was named to his uh, first Pro Bowl as a special teams player. So congratulations to JT Gray. Undrafted guys. And that goes to show you the Saints uh, picking up on these undrafted guys and they're having success. Deontay Harris was a special teamer who made the Pro Bowl a couple of seasons ago. And now you have JT Gray making a Pro Bowl. And both of those guys were undrafted players. And it goes to show you that. Long shot players like a JT Grant or Deontay Harris, if you put the work in, you can have success at a high level. So congratulations to those fellas. And of course, Marshawn Laddie Lattimore selected to his fourth Pro Bowl. And that's the most by any DB in Saints history. So he already set in history uh, for the black and gold. So congratulations to Laddie Daddy, JT Gray, Elvin Kamara and Killer Cam Jordan, who having a fantastic week, man. Also, we talked about the Saints place in tight end Adam Troutman on the C-19 list. He joins Jawan Johnson. And hopefully it's not the entire tight end room because that's looked like what it might be if it keeps trending that way. So we'll know something is wrong if Nick Vanette's added to it next week. Two tight ends, meaning something's going on in the tight end room. So we'll see where that leads going on. But both those guys on the C-19 list. And then, of course, the Saints made some moves today. 
They signed defensive tackle Braxton Hoyt. We covered that on TSC Q&A Live yesterday. We talked about who these guys is. Braxton Hoyt, uh, who spent some time with the Tennessee Titans. That's a big defensive tackle. He's about 6'2", 6'1", 300 pounds. So he's a guy that they added to the practice squad to give the Saints another defensive lineman to help out in case of injury. Now, as a result, the Saints terminated the contract of practice squad linebacker Chase Hansen to replace Hoyt on the onto the practice squad. They got rid of Chase Hansen off the practice squad as Adam Trautman and both Jawan Johnson are on the C-19 list. And also we talked about the Saints still in this thing for a playoff race, even though people are interested in knowing where the Saints fall in the playoff race. My thing is the Saints just need to just take care of business and forget about the playoffs and just simply focus on one game at a time. That's what got them back to 500, the one game at a time approach. And that's what would get them over 500. Saints can win the third in a row against a very difficult Miami team who's on a streak right now. They're hot and they're feeling themselves. The Dolphins are climbed back into this thing and they're fighting their asses off. And the Saints going to have to. Uh, do whatever they can do in this game. And like I said, if they could score 21 and the defense keep playing like what it is, we should beat the Miami Dolphins for real. All right. So also, as we keep going, we talked about uh, the blackout where that the team is causing for the family members to wear all black as a team will be draped out and dripped up in the in the black. So we'll see whether or not that'll help out. But like the article astutely mentioned, from Saints Wire is that and this is eye opening to talk about the Saints, uh, uh, you know, tribulations at home this season. You know, it's 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 really, really eye opening to know the Saints are that bad. The only win in the Superdome this season was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week eight. Outside of that, they lost every game in the Dome except for the Tampa Bay Buccaneer matchup. The Giants game, y'all remember the game. And, of course, the Packers win. That one was in Jacksonville, remember, when they beat the the Packers in week one badly? That was a Jacksonville matchup. So, I mean, that just shines a light on how bad the Saints are. They're one in four in the Dome. One in four. One in four. And the only one coming because of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got to change it around, man. Most certainly, especially with this week coming up, you can't afford to be playing like that. We got to figure it out. It's going to be fun watching this, and I think we do, man. But, of course, we're going to keep on it. But anyway, that'll do it for this episode of TSC Radio, man. I appreciate the family members for joining me on this one. We'll be back on our Thursday stream tomorrow, fam. We're going to have a special guest preview. It'll be either tomorrow or Friday we'll have uh, Miami Dolphin podcaster to come and chime in, man, and uh, have some fun as we talk about the black and gold. So we'll let you know. I'm Big Q on this broadcast. Please feel free to like, subscribe, and share the stream. Much love to the fam. Who that to the black and gold nation, and we out. Peace. Big ups to the family members for supporting the live stream. First and foremost, thank you for all that you've done. I'd like to give a special shout out to all the family members out there that have been responsible for the growth of helping the platform by sharing of the links as well as many other positive things, shopping at the merch shops. But if you really want to take it to the next level, consider joining our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the PRO Media Network. Patreon.com forward slash the PRO Media Network where you can join up and become a monthly contributor. We have several different options to become a patreon member from a dollar going up so it depends on your level of commitment and we really appreciate what you guys are doing as you continue to see growth and success at the pro media network if you want to ratchet up your support please feel free to become a member at the patreon.com forward slash the pro media network where you have access to lock content the tsc q a live every tuesday at 6 p.m over 20 shows are available right now and also on cue with big q where we talk about those real topics and subjects are also over 10 shows of those are available. You can get access to lock content and plus visual respect on our scrolling banners from YouTube members to our Patreon champion. So please feel free to join now at patreon.com forward slash the pro media network. Thank you very much. I'm a Saints
been Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is the Sports Coma with Big Q. The guys intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Are you a boxing fan? Check out Ring Kings Boxing only on the PRO Media Network. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.